most businesses today face two major marketing challenges. One, people are overloaded by information. We're talking about four and a half billion pieces of new content every day. And two, people have much shorter attention spans and spend only about eight seconds on anything before they jump onto the next thing. It's no wonder that companies are struggling to get their message heard. The result of poor marketing communications is that half of all new business ventures fail in their first four years, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. With this in mind, Visual Storytelling Institute co-founders Shlomi Ron and Alex Caravallo asked themselves, how can businesses connect more powerfully with audiences? Welcome to Visual Storytelling Today. This is your number one source for the latest and most effective business marketing strategies you can apply today to rise above the noise. From video and infographics to augmented and virtual reality, join us every month to meet notable visual storytellers and discover their marketing insights and stories. Here's your host, Shlomi Ron. So hi, I'm Shlomi Ron. I'm the co-founder of the Visual Storytelling Institute based here in sunny Miami, Florida. And a little bit about what we do, we help marketers like you uh, rise above the communication noise uh, with the personalized visual storytelling programs. So you can connect better with your audience, uh, empower their lives, and also grow faster your company. So I'm sure you all have been reading latest news about Facebook changing their algorithm to play more emphasis on a personal relationship. So that brought all of a sudden the comparison to Instagram. So obviously different uh, design approaches uh, for two different uh, platforms. So that Facebook on both a uh, platform, which is kind of interesting. So for this show, I'd like to talk about uh, Instagram and how marketers like yourself can take uh, advantage. One thing that I came across as I did some research for this uh, program, I wrote this uh, article by the Alexis Madrigal at The Atlantic, and this is how we defined Instagram. Instagram does not pretend to be part of the public sphere. It is not the, uh, the natural home for the resistance. It's a place for the Sunday's best version of your personal life to have space on the internet, which I really kind of like, and mm -hmm. I think it's really kind of bring up the intimate side of uh, Instagram. Uh, and Instagram, as you all know, has uh, just uh, passed the 800 million user point, uh, which translates to basically one out of three U.S. adults uh, have, have a, an Instagram account today. So obviously marketers like you, took notice and 70.7% .7 of US businesses today are using Instagram and it's the first time they exceeded Twitter. So this is amazing news for those of you that are still on the fence line concerning Instagram. And for this, we have a, I have the great pleasure today to have a, a great friend, Julie Capezas, and she's a co-founder at the Ideal Marketing Agency based here in South Florida. And Julie has loads of expertise transforming brands into what she calls little black dress brands on Instagram, which I really kind of like her <laughs> definition. So with that, uh, welcome to the Visual Storytelling Today show, Julie. Thank you so much, Slomi. I really appreciate your having me today. Excellent. Yeah, no, I mean, we have been uh, in touch uh, on uh, several uh, programs. You attended our masterclass uh, recently. So that's how we got to know each other. I think also I spoke at the uh, Chamber of Commerce of Boca Raton. So 
we had a few uh, interaction uh, in those public spaces. So before we get started uh, going down uh, the path on Instagram, uh, maybe let our audience uh, get to know you better and maybe tell us a little bit about your backstory, how you got started uh, in marketing and in Instagram. I would love to. Well, my background is actually in biomedical engineering. I went to the University of Miami and went into a very technical field. I started in cardiovascular guide wires, manufacturing them and moved over to marketing when I started working with a fairly large startup company. It was in the robotic space and orthopedics. Oh, wow. And I worked on the marketing team in surgeon training and marketing. So my background's in engineering, marketing and training. And, you know, what I started to realize when I worked there was the power of social media. In that space, direct-to-consumer marketing is something that's a little bit controversial, but outside of medical devices, there was yep. so much happening mm -hmm. uh, with social media. And what I personally did was use LinkedIn to connect with people that it would never have, have known me otherwise. They would have never known that I existed, and they were so, so many people were so generous to connect with me and tell me about their experiences. And I started just interviewing executives about what their backgrounds were, how they got to where they were. So the thing that I really re realized was that it was social media is all about access to people, you know, mm -hmm. access to brands. And I used this direct outreach strategy to build my network. And when my company was acquired, I was looking at what, it, what was I really passionate about going into next. And I saw the opportunity of social media in general for brands and businesses that were kind of operating without it to add that to their marketing repertoire and to make such a different type of connection with their audience because customers are looking for that type of access. Absolutely. Yeah, I know that sounds very interesting. It's almost uh, reminds me of uh, social selling in a way, you know, you work in doing the LinkedIn uh, kind of interaction with the prospects and kind of going the path of uh, sharing valuable information and then developing the relationship. So this is all great stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And when I looked deeper, I saw that the direct outreach piece was really powerful on LinkedIn. But what made Instagram stand out was that as a new brand, as an entrepreneur, I was able to connect with my customers a lot faster and easier using Instagram. So the way that LinkedIn worked with access to executives Instagram kind of worked with access to brands hmm. and it was very simple to build it. We started out with in-person live social media workshops where we covered the top five platforms, which were Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Pinterest. Uh -huh. But we were personally using Instagram to fill all of our workshop seats. We I could see. post on Instagram and get 90 seats sold out for a free workshop mm -hmm. in a matter of 15 or 20 minutes. Oh, that's we saw that the reach and the, and the conversions were so much faster and the connection that people were feeling to us and our brand was so much more powerful. So that's when we started to tailor and focus all of our attention on really niching down because you could spend all day learning about just one social media platform and becoming really excellent or you can kind of be a generalist. And we decided to go into the you know, very targeted focus of Instagram when it comes to the storytelling, which I know we'll talk about today. Yeah, very smart move. And definitely I want to learn more about uh, exactly, you know, the, the dynamics of how you uh, bring value to your clients using uh, Instagram. But before we go down uh, on that uh, topic, uh, we typically ask all our guests <laughs> the same question. Um, since 
you know, the Visual Storytelling Institute is a, we basically operate as a visual marketing think tank that we are spreading the gospel of visual storytelling that uh, traditionally has roots in uh, graphic design, filmmaking, entertainment, but uh, not a whole lot of marketers still know about uh, visual storytelling in the context of marketing. Mm-hmm. So obviously, since you operated uh, in this space uh, for a while, how would you define visual storytelling from your perspective? Well, I would say that visual storytelling is like the expression of the brand's personality when it comes to social media on social. So when you're telling a story, you're expressing it with a tone of voice, you have a visual presence, you know, you have an aesthetic that you've designed for your brand and you're telling the story of the customer to the customer. So it's, it's the personality and the way that that story is told that I, that I see visual storytelling being so powerful on Instagram specifically. Interesting. So from your perspective, you see the personal aspect of storytelling really as the, the main uh, communication channel that makes a difference from the other traditional marketing uh, types that have been used. Like if you look at print and uh, direct marketing, storytelling has that personal aspect that create that bond. Yeah, That's- absolutely. Without a doubt. Excellent. Yeah, so if we are looking now, now with a little, we got some information about visual storytelling. So when you want to kind of pitch your business to your clients and what would your value proposition for Instagram would be like? And again, use this opportunity now since we have marketers, entrepreneurs in our audience that might be seeing on the fence, not unsure if it's the right path what would you say to them? Well, I think that we we operate in the landscape of social. So obviously, you know, SEO and having a presence in different areas of the marketing landscape is still very valuable. But in terms of social specifically, I think that Instagram and other platforms that will arise that are similar to it are going to be the the central channel of communication between a customer and its brand, the connection. Platforms like Facebook each platform has its own culture. So Facebook is very focused on connecting you with your friends and family. Mm -hmm. And so that that trip that your aunt or uncle just went on is very interesting to you on Facebook. That's the majority of what you want to see. And a lot of the businesses are now using interruption marketing to connect with businesses there. However, on Instagram, what people are really looking for is interesting brands, celebrities, and other people and businesses to connect with by filling their feeds kind of like a magazine. So they're curating their own magazine of different stories and interests and profiles that they want to see every single day. So I think that the shift towards Instagram is going to be ever increasing Mm -hmm. and other platforms I'm sure will pop up that are similar. But right now I feel like it has the strongest, the fastest growth, the big, the best engagement and the most direct connection because that's what people, your customers actually asking for. They want you to send them stories every single day and content that that's going to engage them on a daily basis. So I think Instagram is a really great place to put attention for 2018. If creating an engaged audience on social media is something that's a priority for your business. Cool. And, and, and I'm sure some of the, the people that uh, using Instagram and, some of them started using or some of them, you know, about to start the, some of the stumbling blocks, at least uh, like any social networks, uh, you know, is the 
issue of uh, the followers, you know, is, you know, the number of followers is really like the major uh, indicator of success. You know, is it quantity versus quality? Some people think there is a magic number of minimum followers that you got to have in order mm -hmm. to get a critical mass of engagement, what would you say? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that is a, a common misconception. I think that some brands will even fear looking too new when they go onto Instagram. And so they'll buy fake followers and yep. Instagram's algorithm will penalize you for that action because they're going to measure the engagement rate on any one post against the number of followers you have to promote you in your feed. So in, in addition, people that are on Instagram are looking for authenticity. So when they see an account with 10,000 or 15, 20,000 followers and only three or four likes on a photo, they're, gonna, they're spotting that out a lot quicker. So to answer your question about followers, I think that within any market, there are going to be some, a few major players on Instagram. Mm -hmm. The cool thing about it is the underdog or the new business can just as easily grow a following as the big guys right now because it's still heavily based on organic engagement. Mm -hmm. So I would be looking to consistently see increasing followers month over month. The number is going to be directly related to whether or not you're doing ad spend and how much time you're spending engaging on the platform as well as what types of hashtags you're using. But I think that the number of followers will ultimately measure relevancy of the brand in a certain market based on the conversations they're having there. In several industries I've looked, and the, the two major players that you would think of if you thought of that industry, one of them has 10 times the number of followers on Instagram that the other one might have. And that's just because of the quality of the storytelling that they're doing on the platform. So in essence, what you're saying is that there's no magic number, but you're definitely looking for healthy growth from month exactly. to month of followers just to, as part of your other indicators of success of the program. And Absolutely. we can talk about, you know, KPIs later, but, you know, don't be a stickler and just look at the followers because it's just a one piece of the picture. Absolutely. And I love always referring back to that thousand true fans concept mm -hmm. that what you're looking for on Instagram, as soon as your brand goes online, communicate to those true fans that you have, they're going to jump on and they're going to help you spread your message for you as well. Got it. Yeah. So it, it, you mentioned already that uh, engagement is definitely a great uh, business goal to aspire using Instagram. Mm -hmm. But are there any other business objectives that Instagram is really good at? And what I mean by that is that if you think about uh, the buyer's journey, you know, obviously awareness, you know, brands is looking just to spread the word out. If they're mm -hmm. launching a new product, then obviously there is the mid funnel where it's all about maybe educational and uh, inspirational uh, content and then there's definitely a down the funnel you know the idea of uh, closing the deal how can you actually generate leads that actually you can monetize and i guess that at the really end of the funnel we're talking about advocacy how can you actually turn those happy customers to be your best storyteller. So I kind of lay out, you know, a bunch of business objectives, but how mm -hmm. would you say this is translates uh, to Instagram? That's such a great question. I kind of think of it as bookends mm -hmm. of, of the funnel. So it's definitely brand awareness. It's mm -hmm. definitely getting your name out there. 
Yep. And in the middle of the funnel where you're doing some deeper education, especially if you have a technical product, that's going to happen off of Instagram. So we always say that the purpose of Instagram is finding new ideal customers mm -hmm. and piquing their interest. They're going to see a beautiful hair product or they're going to see something new about your brand that they've never thought about before because they, they have an old perspective of maybe what your brand stood for 10 years ago. Then if they jump on Instagram and they see this innovative content, they're peaking, you're peaking their curiosity to go off of it and find out more. So I think some brands tend to over communicate on Instagram where the real value is the inspiration piece, you know, mm -hmm. inspiring, entertaining, lightly educating them about the value of the product, but then getting them to go somewhere else and getting that information. And then the people that really fall in love with your brand, those are going to be your followers that stay with your brand for years and years following you. And they want that content every single day. Your brand advocates at the end at the other end of the funnel are going to be the ones tagging their friends and saying, come look at this content, come, you know, follow this brand. They're amazing. And that almost creates a circle that really grows the audience very quickly. So some brands have a misconception that they might not see as many website visits directly from Instagram. They might not see direct conversions, but what they're get they're not realizing is 30% of people on Instagram have bought a product that they first discovered. So this so, is what we call like a dark traffic that basically exactly. not documented anywhere. I can tell you 10 brands right now that I follow on Instagram that I've already decided to buy their products. I'm mm -hmm. past the decision making phase. I just haven't gone on and swiped my credit card yet. Maybe it's not the right time. It's seasonal. I'm waiting for to get something else before I'm going to buy that product. So you're staying, I mean, I hate to say the word top of mind, but it's, they want to see content from you every single day. And that's the difference from an ad. I see. So to kind of summarize, in essence, what you're saying is that Instagram really shines uh, at the top and in the really bottom of the funnel. So it's really about the creating the brand awareness if you're starting something new. And of course, once you have happy customers, they are the best ones to actually continue evangelizing your, your, your story. Uh, and that's really what you should focus on if you're considering starting with Instagram, right? Yes, absolutely. Excellent. So now that we have the, you know, we're still in the planning stage, we got our business objective in place. Now you got me convinced. Yes, I want to start. So can you give us, I know kind of at least high level, what would look, what the process would look like for a, creating a, an effective Instagram storytelling program? What are the key platform features people should focus on? when they start, any kind of uh, suggestions? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I'll combine it with a story mm -hmm. of one of my favorite companies on Instagram. The one of the brands that are, is really creating a buzz on Instagram and that's a brand called Lokai. So the Lokai bracelet is a really interesting business and brand story. Yep. The bracelet's a simple silicone bracelet with beads around. But the founder of the company, his, um, one of his relatives was diagnosed with Alzheimer's mm -hmm. and he felt that in that same moment where he felt so sad about that experience, he also felt an expansion of the joy that he had all these great memories with this relative of his. Mm -hmm. So he realized he created, coined this term that says, um, stay humble, stay hopeful. And he, it's, it's kind of the juxtaposition of the highest moments in your life and the lowest moments. 
So he built this brand story into a product, which is the bracelet contains a drop of water from the highest peak of Mount Everest and a dot of mud from the Dead Sea, which they think is the lowest place on earth. And the, the whole Instagram's content plan is issued from that brand story. So there's a little bit of a misconception where some brands are, they're trying to make their product look cool, mm-hmm. look appealing. They, their goal is to get people to buy their product. That's always our goal in business revenue. But on Instagram, the actual content is an art form. So the goal is you want to cons- ask yourself the question, what worldview does my company want to express to people? And how is that inspiring? Who is that going to inspire? And what kind of content is that going to translate into? So the key features on the on Instagram platform that you want to focus on are the photos, the captions, and the stories. Stories mm-hmm. are 15-second video clips. Right. So the fo- in the feed, your feed is the is is the um the, the list of the photos that you're going to see in timeline order that are of the companies that you are following. That's called yep. your feed. It's not exactly in chronological order anymore, but there is a time mm-hmm. factor. So in that feed, photos perform better than video. So you want to focus that feed on great photos that are telling... It's important to know. That I didn't know that, that photos perform better than videos. They do. They do. They f- perform better than video. So people are mm-hmm. not really looking to watch video in their feed because Instagram users love the experience of scrolling fast. They want to see oh, a photo. Nice. Awesome. Like it. Keep on going. Instead of stopping for two minutes, that kind of interrupts their flow of looking at their video. Uh, photos. So you want to focus on the photo. The photo leads the story. The photo is everything on Instagram. We mm-hmm. say the photos get likes, captions, convert. But what that means, if the photo doesn't lead and doesn't inspire, then the caption's not going to take you anywhere. So you want to express your brand story, your visual story in photos, and then you want to follow with the caption that gives a little more meat detail to the story or makes the person look deeper at the photo. The second component is the story. Good question. What about, still on the caption before we move on, but uh, what about the links? Since obviously Instagram uh, doesn't offer you links other than your bio link, mm-hmm. what was, would be your linking strategy? That's a great question. So it depends on heavily on what your, what your goal is. Mm-hmm. If your goal is email opt-ins, for example, then mm-hmm. you're going to be referring people to the link in your bio. And I would recommend having that link just be the one opt-in you're focusing on. You don't want to consistently change the link in your bio because it confuses people. Some people on Instagram think that if they see something cool, they'll say, oh, I'll go back to that link tomorrow. Right. But you don't, you don't, so you don't want to change that every single day, maybe once a month, maybe once a quarter. But in general, if you want email opt-ins, you're going to be referring to click the link in your bio and giving creative calls to action to get to that link. Some companies... Basically, you're saying sending people to maybe a landing page to capture uh, email addresses or just a contact information page. Right. Something, and, and they're expecting a gift. So people love on Instagram to stay on the platform. Mm. They have a little sequence on their phone. They'll open their phone, check their email, and they're going to hop to Facebook, scroll, 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 click out of that, go to Instagram, spend five to 10 minutes scrolling and then they're leaving the platform, but it's going to be very, it's going to have to be something very enticing to get them to jump off the platform. Right. So in order to capture that email, you want it to be a really enticing gift. 
mm. like a, a like some kind of a video series or some kind of a behind the scenes, a challenge, a giveaway, something so along those lines. So it's like a gated asset that you're sending them, but in order to get it, they need to register. Right. I see. And that's how you capture a, a email addresses. That's interesting. Right. One thing and about... Go ahead. Mm-hmm. One thing about stories that I'm kind of also curious is that I always, yes, it's kind of, you know, they kind of stole it from my Snapchat, but <laughs> I think, you know, one of the things that I'm kind of still kind of uh, try to uh, understand is obviously the engagement with stories is a little bit cryptic because, you know, either you just get a long, longer list of people who viewed your story, mm-hmm. but there's no way for you to interact with them. I mean, for the most part, I haven't seen anybody, you know, really kind of developing a dialogue as a result of viewing a story. What would you take about engagement on stories? I totally agree. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. But I think in general, telling a story with video is just a different multimedia experience. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of place for creativity. It's only a 15-second clip, which is also very cryptic. Right. I've seen a lot more engagement on my stories as opposed to Instagram Lives. I think you have to get to the point very quickly with an Instagram Live, which is a continuous video that's then posted as a story, essentially. Right. So the 15-second videos, the great thing about them is if you have over 10,000 followers, you can have your audience swipe up. So the oh, yeah, the link yep. on a yep. video is a lot better because right. it's simply less clicks. Yep. On a post, you have to click their link bio, scroll to the top, click yep. the link, and it's different experience than I like this video, swipe up really fast to see something. And there's a nice little X button where you can go right back into the feed. Absolutely. So I think it's a space for creativity. It's still something that I'm collaborating with video experts like you to look into that more. Right now, I say use it, at, try to use it on a weekly basis to mm-hmm. give your audience Uh, behind the scenes and especially if you're a personal brand or you want to have a voice a voice to your brand maybe you have customers or brand managers to jump on there and give an experience or a talk it's very good for the customer to hear your voice and to look into your eyes and see that experience so for personal brands i love telling them get on stories every week that's a great advice yeah because obviously it's kind of a new terrain and I think uh, the more you experiment and uh, the stories offers a wide range of features, you know, these overlaid uh, and graphic elements that you can add to it and create uh, really the classic setting conflict resolution story structure <laughs> right there. So <laughs> it's, it's a great uh, platform for a great canvas for this. You can also introduce a lot of surprise. So you can have something and then you can, the next clip can be very surprising, make the customer laugh. Mm. So there's a lot you can do with the, with the video side of it. Absolutely. Yeah. So you've been, uh, at this point, have been working with lots of uh, marketers and talked to a lot of people that are considering Instagram, but, and I'm sure you're also reading a lot uh, what the industry is doing. So what would you say like are the top challenges that our marketers are currently facing when using Instagram today? Some well, extensions maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the biggest one is that the purpose of Instagram is to really produce creative work mm-hmm. from the brand. So imagine if your advertising team didn't have to include a product in their ads, they would get really creative with how they could entertain and educate their audience. 
So yes, of course, the product has to be part of the story, but really the focus is the brand's art form. And that can be wacky, it can be weird, it can be very elegant, it can be playful, mm. it, can, it just engages the audience at a, such a different level because they're looking for creative forms of art. So I feel like Target does a really great job. Mm -hmm. They're engaging their audience at a deeper level with very creative posts. Some of the bigger um, beauty brands are coming up with really engaging ways to take you behind the scenes. Fashion brands are bringing you back behind the runway, giving you access to stars and celebrities that you've never, you would have never thought about before. So the art form can really be anything. It can be very creative and very much tangential to what you would typically put on TV or in a print ad. And by, by prioritizing the art above the promotion of the product, mm -hmm. you're going to create that bond that makes the, makes your customers and your audience really see, wow, this is where I want to shop because this, this brand has shares my worldview. And speaking about uh, the art form, do you see any kind of a, uh, because I, I know there's a lot of uh, social media strategies talks about the 80-20 rule and some talk about mm -hmm. that, uh, basically 80% of the time you just talk about non-brand related stuff, more lifestyle. And then the 20% you talk about uh, brand focused, uh, you show the product, uh, it's very kind of uh, focused on uh, your business objective. Mm -hmm. And another philosophy is that, you know, your content strategy is typically comprised of what you call a, a lifestyle, inspirational, educational. Do mm -hmm. you find those, what, what is your suggested content strategy for Instagram in general? I know it's customized per brand, but in general, do you have any kind of philosophy you're following? Well, it's funny because some of the most successful brands like Live Loci, their product is in every photo on mm -hmm. Instagram. Mm. There's another one that I think of called Frank Body, and they mm -hmm. sell a coffee scrub. And their right. product is in almost every single Instagram post. Mm. But because the lifestyle element is so strong and the posts are so entertaining, the product fits seamlessly. It's not an ad where you're holding it like this, you know, necessarily. Right. It's, it's a lifestyle where the person's experiencing the joy or that transformation that they were looking for and the product is still present. So I, for non-marketers, I typically do say 80-20 because, because they're not so um, fine-tuned with the lifestyle piece of it. But for marketers, I say try to make it as seamless as possible mm -hmm. and make the lifestyle at the forefront of every post and then see how much you can push the limits in, in terms of in integrating your product in the in the photos. Got it. All right. So, so far we know we went through a very interesting uh, path, you know, from planning, from uh, talking about the content strategy, some of the stumbling blocks and how to overcome them. And obviously at the end of the day, you know, like any marketer, if you, especially if you work in the corporate side, you need to report your success to your uh, line manager, right? So, what is the typical uh, KPIs or uh, metrics that you use as targets uh, in your programs? Well, definitely we're, we're tracking followers. So we're tracking an increase in followers month over month. Uh -huh. I would say that this from a very small brand expecting 10 to 50 new followers a day with great strategy is, is, um, 
like the normal, like the norm. You right. can go more and you can go less. You can become viral and go a lot more. But you're going to see a steady increase in followers consistently. Okay. Your likes your likes are going to go up and down on a daily basis. One post, you might have 5,000 likes. The next post, you might have 1,000. And it's it's a fluctuation. I think it's the algorithm promoting your photos a little bit more, a little bit less on different days. And also, they measure the speed at which people like it from the moment you post. That mm -hmm. may change, and a lot's changing right now about how um, posts are promoted. Mm -hmm. But you're definitely tra tracking your increase in followers. I like to track average likes and comments on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. So over all the posts I did, is my average increasing? And then I look at what are my most popular posts. Typically, brands will see that a certain type of post performs well every single time, and that's their home run type of post. They don't want to necessarily repeat that every single day because followers, then the good stuff gets old. So they'll still keep it two or three times a week for the great post, and then they'll fill with other posts that try to get closer to that. But the, um, the best performing posts. And then I also like to track uh, link clicks, which is available in insights behind, you know, behind the scenes of your Instagram account. And if you're doing advertising, of course, you're going to be tracking the, the conversions of your ads, the click-through rates, and et cetera, for those. But the, that's basically what you're, you're clicking. You're clicking, you're uh, tracking the followers, the engagement, and the traffic. Interesting. And do you use any uh, analytics uh, tools, or are you just focusing on the insights uh, that Instagram provide? Right now, I'm just focusing on the insights. I think when you use different tools, you're going to get different numbers, and the numbers might not always match up with insights because the other tools are just slightly less accurate. I find that that is going to be enough right now because I'm trying to measure audience engagement. And my whole focus on Instagram is just improving that art, refining the, the eye for that Instagram style art, and measuring what my audience is looking for and is engaging with. It's definitely the long game. It's something that is going to be built. If you were to dedicate a full year, I think you would see some really nice results. But quarter by quarter, you're going to see big gains. The first quarter, you might say, oh, this is, this is starting off slow. But then it's going to build quarter over quarter as you start engaging influencers and improving your hashtag strategy. And it's really, really valuable for communicating key brand initiatives. So people are the, a great majority of your most engaged followers are really aware of what you're doing. They're going to know. They'll, they're going to tell you, oh, I saw that on Instagram, that you're running that. I see. So, so basically, you know, don't expect an overnight spike in your cash register. It's going to take you <laughs> at least six months to build your audience and create traction. That's interesting. One thing you mentioned also that kind of caught my attention was hashtags. We didn't talk much about hashtag strategy. I know that some people recommend using uh, the caption, the comment section versus a kind of, you know, creating busy caption. Mm -hmm. What is your suggestion for hashtag strategy on Instagram? I think that in, when Instagram was born, they used a very linear type of strategy where if you posted it, a hashtag, if you added a hashtag to your post, mm -hmm. you were going to see that post in the hashtag list upon searching it. And it was a reverse chronological order with that top nine being the best, the post with the best engagement. I think as the platform is becoming so popular and so widely used, they're having to figure out a different way to really promote the best types of content. 
I like to think it is stumble. Remember stumble upon that website where you could, you know, discover new things. I would say almost half of an Instagram user's time, the average user is spent trying to discover new and cool things. Mm -hmm. So the hashtag being efficient and, and effective in the way that they set up that algorithm is really important. So right now, the current, you know, best practices is to use all 30 hashtags Mm -hmm. to put them in the first caption below your post, as you mentioned, and to use in the comments, you mean in the comments. Yes. I'm sorry. And you can fit fit 30 hashtags in, in a, in a comment. You still can fit 30 hashtags. I've heard rumors that that's changing and that the reason people are, (laughs) Oh, you did. Yeah. And I had to split it into two, but then they didn't expect, accept my second comment so it's changing it's changing rapidly so i have heard that this is going away Mm -hmm. they're not going to allow the 30 in the in the comment anymore because what they're trying they've for most of the tags over the past few i would say the past 30 days they've started splitting the hashtags by top Mm -hmm. and um by by recent so now the best hashtags on instagram actually have two feeds top and recent so it's no longer top nine there's a whole feed, an endless feed of top, mm. and you can click over to recent and see them in reverse chrono- chronological order. Oh, so now you have way more opportunity to get exposure if you hit the top section. And that's going, what the, I think the, what they want to do is they don't want people having to use extremely niche tags if you have a great account. For example, if you're a great social media marketer and uh-huh. you use the hashtag social media marketing, they want you to show up with on that top tab in, instead of just getting 10 minutes of fame on the top nine and then you're buried and your post doesn't matter anymore. Right, right. And, and do you normally recommend your clients using a, a specific set of hashtags or you know, should they use, I know there's a bunch of external tools that allows you to kind of grab you know the most popular ones and mm-hmm. completely refresh your list pair the the photo or the asset you are posting well we're it's we're really staying on top of it because there are changes like literally happening right now so my advice today may not be good a week from now sure what, what we're recommending right now is that people are looking at niche hashtags that are less than a million instances for example the post frequency is less than a million so that you have longer to stay in that top nine so that when people search the tag, they're only scrolling for less than a minute to find your post in that feed to increase the, the chances that you're going to be discovered. And the top so, nine that you're talking about, this is mm-hmm. under the top feed? That's, that's with the old feeds. So about oh, half the hashtags still have that old top nine. Oh, and they're, they're the ones that are still working on the old algorithm, but it's really changing. I think what we're moving toward, if I had to predict, is that hashtags are going to be use the most relevant hashtags, Mm -hmm. you know, for the post and only tags that are really, truly relevant. Like if you use the tag yellow sweater and you don't have a yellow sweater on in that post, I don't think that that hashtag is going to be is going to apply in the future. Yeah, we're still trying to figure that out. Absolutely. And there's also, I think, kind of a, a... you know, delicate balance between, you know, describing the things that are in your photo mm-hmm. versus your business objective. Is it really related to your target audience? I mean, Yellow exactly. Square, for example, <laughs> you know, we don't know <laughs> it's related sometimes, you know, so it's like the descriptive and the goal should be well, it's a great line. 
<laughs> what is someone going to enter into that search to find yeah. you? Those are the yeah. only tags you should be using. Exactly. Exactly. Very cool. So, you know, when you look at, you know, obviously it, things are changing really fast at Instagram. You know, they are constantly introducing new features, changing things. But if you today need to predict uh, the future of Instagram storytelling for your the audience that's listening or watching us, what would you say? Well, I would say that Instagram is the future of brand connection on mm -hmm. social. Absolutely. It's already the leader in terms of building brand connection. Mm -hmm. And secondarily, I think it's going to be the future of publishing as well. I think that there's fewer and fewer people that are actually buying print magazines. And the purpose of Instagram really is to curate a magazine type of feed. You want to see ads, you want to see articles, you want to see interest stories, um, and you're, you want to see celebrities. So you're, you're, you're basically curating your own feed, but by following certain accounts, there are those sub feeds there. So I think the publishing industry is going to be turning much more visual, mm -hmm. you know, longer form posts on Instagram, I think will become more interesting to people. And I think that it's going to be very important for brand connection. No, excellent. Yeah, I think uh, supporting what you just said, I, I just came across interesting uh, research from the University of Oregon from uh, 2016, and they found that uh, the use of image-based platforms like Instagram and Snapchat uh, was associated with lower levels of loneliness hmm. among users, higher levels of happiness and satisfaction, while text-based platforms like Facebook and Twitter had no correlation whatsoever. So, hmm it's kind of interesting also to see it from that perspective that people feel happy when they use uh, visual based platforms. I agree. I think I've seen <laughs> multiple articles that say that Twitter is in general seen as the most negative platform. Overall, the general sentiment of the content is more negative. Um, Facebook might be more neutral and then Instagram is more of the happy place online. So they say if they want to have good vibes, if they want to go and be inspired, they're going to Instagram. And I think that's a great place for brands to be. Absolutely. So just to kind of summarize it, uh, everything that we talked, uh, if we can uh, distill it to like, uh, what are your top three tips for marketers that uh, now are absolutely, you got them convinced today that they'd like to start uh, uh, spending some uh, time on Instagram, what would you say the top three tips? My top three tips. The first one I would say is do your research regarding brands that are really engaging their audiences. Mm -hmm. And I think that looking for brands that are creating really engaged audiences, look outside your industry. Don't just right. compare to your competitors, but look for those brands that are really bringing a creative and fresh look to their content that are really storytelling really, really well mm -hmm. that are using user generated content. Right. Tip number two would be to really refine your art and refine your eye in terms of producing Instagram content that's very artful. Put together a creative team that have some unique um, abilities. Maybe you have a very different type of photographer or you have a stylist that's avant-garde. You want to have something different about your content that's telling your story. Mm -hmm. And number three, I would say really develop that long-lasting strategy that's related to your overall brand story. I was really fascinated when I met you, Shlomi, because I loved the three by three framework that created the kind of meta story that's the classic brand story that's going to stand the test of time. 
that is something that brands can refer to over and over again. And it's almost subconscious when you're, when your audience gets to know it so well that it's like in their bones, but you're going to be able to translate that to a very long performing strategy on a platform like Instagram, because every post is going to, is going to form that story over years and years. So play the long game and definitely look at your big overall meta story and then break that down into individual posts that just make sense to your followers that create something they want to experience on a daily basis. Well, that's excellent. And thank you, by the way, for, for the compliment. <laughs> so, it's genuine. I really think that, that it's genius. Thank you. So just to summarize, basically uh, what you're saying is really do a great research, uh, see what other brands are doing in the industry, and then uh, assemble a creative team uh, internally. And one of the things actually I would add to that is, is, is a lot of people think they need to be, be super perfect, and that's the opposite approach. Mm-hmm. You need to be super authentic. And mm-hmm. don't worry about imperfections. Actually, that helps you because it humanizes your message much better. Yes. And ov- obviously, definitely create a, a strong meta story that's going to carry over across anything that you do on Instagram. So you have a kind of a thematic approach to, to go through it. So everybody is looking at your feed, will see your distinct uh, style right away. And that's a great uh, differentiator. So that, that, that's fantastic. Thank you for that. Thank you. And just before we close, you know, I know that uh, you're planning to launch a, a new Instagram a storytelling workshop. Maybe you can share a few details about that. Sure. Well, the Instagram storytelling workshop is kind of designed to help businesses cut down on that learning curve with Instagram. Mm-hmm. So especially with step one that I mentioned, the research phase, we're going to bring you a very tailored workshop that's going to help, that's going to bring those examples to you and lay those out and show you and your creative team the differences between a post that's trying to push a product or make a product look cool versus what's that seamless lifestyle type of content that people are going to really resonate with. And that is a simple distinction that can be kind of hard to uncover at first, but once you see it, your your creative team's going to go, okay, I understand how to do that now. So we kind of cut the learning curve on developing that Instagram, that artful eye that I was talking about, showing you what's going on in the industries. It's a one day workshop, by the way. And then we're also going to give you the key strategies and the latest research on how to plan out your content strategy, how many posts a day, when to post, what you want to be overarchingly doing with the link in your bio on a month to month basis. We're going to break it down. So in phase one, you're going to actually create that meta story using the Visual Storytelling Institute framework. In step two, we're going to turn, we're going to show you the difference between kind of um, old style content and more modern, fresher lifestyle content. Give you the opportunity to actually break your meta story into those those major themes. And then in the third part, you're going to actually be able to plan your storytelling strategy, where you're going to be able to push that content in the most efficient way to try to capture users, grow, see those metrics and those KPIs ongoingly. And then all the boring stuff, all the stuff that you could actually just watch a video and and learn from somebody just on a video, Mm -hmm. that actually is already recorded on video. And that's something that your whole creative team is going to get after the fact. So you don't have to worry about this being you know, presentations that people could have just mail, emailed you and you could have watched it on a Saturday. It's a very collaborative, hands-on type of a workshop. And you're going to be able to create content in the workshop, learn how content is created, 
plan your strategy, and then learn those high-level things that your team needs with all that supporting documentation being kind of off to the side that you can always go back and reference. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's going to be a really great one-day workshop for marketing teams that are learning to, that want to just dive into Instagram and get it all done in a single day. Brilliant. That's fantastic. So uh, now that we know so much about uh, Instagram, about uh, the workshop, how can people contact you about uh, in general and about uh, learning more about uh, the workshop? Absolutely. I'd love for you to follow us on Instagram at social brand school. That's mm-hmm. our six week online course that we, that we have for business owners. And then also if you're interested in the workshop for corporations, look at bit.ly forward slash IG storytelling workshop, and you'll find a link to schedule a, a complimentary discussion with us about it. Excellent. Yeah. And we definitely going to include all this information in a blog post uh, in the show notes and uh, as well as uh, the information uh, from this uh, uh, video, as well as a link to our iTunes and other uh, podcast networks that we're going to syndicate this show. So thank you so much for your time today. It's been a fantastic uh, journey. But one of the (laughs) most, uh, you know, exciting platforms to be at uh, these days on Instagram. And I hope to see you soon in our next show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Slomi. Have a great day. I really appreciate your time. Excellent. Thank you. Bye-bye. Visual Storytelling Today is recorded in Miami, Florida. The show is published exclusively by Visual Storytelling Institute. Learn more at visualstorytell.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on the iTunes Store. Until next time, don't let your big story wait to be told.